One of the big things about motivation is, is it doesn't come before we actually do the thing that we're trying to make ourselves be motivated to do. So a good tip is to actually start mentally rehearsing doing the actual thing. the Madness with the Menopause Collective and I'm so happy to see Tamar, Chalice and Claire Otterwell with me and uh, hopefully we've got one more to come in due course and uh, and so this time of year we January a bit sort of bleh, and now we are starting to see some signs of life in the garden and uh, and so we are thinking about spring cleaning uh, making plans for 2022 how you know if if January was just not the time for it then uh, maybe now might be a good time and I think Claire uh, the seasons speak to that the um, the Rowan moon if I'm not wrong it's exactly that the Rowan moon is the tree of the Celtic fire goddess Bridget who rules this time of the year and the earth is with her seeds, her belly full of ripe seeds. So this is the seeds that you've created in the winter months by doing your shadow work. And this is the time when we start to feel invigorated, where, as you say, the light's returning. We're at the midpoint between um, winter solstice and spring equinox. So the sun is very much on his return journey to us. And that makes us feel, yeah, starting to come awake. So we start thinking about kind of what we're going to do, as you say, for 2022, what our focus and plans are that we're going to create and start thinking about exercise, which you can talk about, Philippa. Start thinking about diet and managing mind, um, hey, Tamar, and being a bit more positive about, you know, this. you should start feeling more energy around this time, really. Start starting to wake up. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that, weren't we, Tamar? And I'm going to let uh, Jackie join us. Hello, ladies. How are you uh, all? We're, you know, better than we were in January, is what Tamar and I were saying. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Uh, we're talking about making plans. Uh, we're talking about maybe we need to do a bit of spring cleaning, clearing out the clutter. Uh, you know, and for me, finding your motivation, sometimes you just feel like it's totally left you. And, uh, you know, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, is it, Tamar, for us to be mindful of our own tendencies and to be nurturing and kind to ourselves is, is really actually quite a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's unsustainable to be happy and positive and on a high all year round. I personally hate January after the high of Christmas. I find that very exciting. Um, and in January, I know every year that I'm not going to want to do much and I'm not going to want to do anything sociable. Um, don't particularly want to exercise much. So I'll switch to a different kind of self-care. So I'll read instead of watching TV of an evening and I'll adapt to something. But I know this isn't forever. And I looked out the window and saw the blossoms appearing on my cherry tree and it completely shifted my mindset. I was like, oh, January. We survived January. Spring's coming. The flowers are coming. And leaving work when it's not dark. Mm. Huge change. That is yeah, so it's having to it? adapt. You can't you can't sustain, you know, a high all year round. You've got to have the lows to appreciate the highs as well, I think. I'm like a bear. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we hibernate in the winter. We we stock up on carbohydrates, <laughs> and uh, you know, and then we know that every it is there is seasonality. We you know, uh, modern life is kind of trying to make every day the same with artificial light and uh, you know heat and whatever else but but you know seasonality is in our cells i think and uh, and so it, it it does as well to recognize this uh, but you know i do definitely feel a bit of a lift and if i was thinking that this was a time to make a change in my life then this could be a good time to start and so we were going to think about today or to to talk about how we can uh, maybe, if we're not quite feeling it, uh, get a bit more motivated to, to instigate change where, you know, should we feel that is a, a necessary thing? Um, and also to give us a bit more confidence to try new things because sometimes it's, it's actually grasping the bull by the horns and getting stuck in that kind of makes us feel a bit more alive. So Jackie... Have you got any uh, any sort of tips you'd like to share with us at this moment? Well, one of the big things about motivation is is it doesn't come before we actually do the thing that we're trying to make ourselves be motivated to do. It actually comes once we're doing the thing that we want to do. So if people are thinking about wanting to starting uh, exercise or some kind of new regime um, and can't find the motivation, that, that can be the tricky area there. So a good tip is to actually start mentally rehearsing doing the actual thing. So if you're wanting to start a new exercise class or something, Mentally rehearse the process of doing it, but really focus in on how you feel or think you're going to feel at the end of it, because it's when we finish doing some exercise that we feel really good, that we've got all those endorphins going. So if we can recreate those in our head prior to actually starting, then that can be the little point to sort of preempt that moment of motivation, because Otherwise, when we're sitting waiting for motivation to come, it, it, it just doesn't happen. It's only once we're doing it that we feel those endorphins actually flowing. So, yeah, mental, mental rehearsal is a good way to try and preempt that process. Yeah, I like that. I, I think you're absolutely right. I say, you know, I say this to people sometimes. Exercise is we're kind of doing it for how we feel afterwards, uh, how it makes us feel afterwards. And so that, uh, the process of doing it, although, uh, you know, I love it, so I'm, I'm doing it, I, I love it anyway. But, you know, the, it is sometimes more about the after, after effects. And that power, it's the ability to really, really paint um, pictures with our minds. Now, not everybody can visualise uh, you know, not everybody can dream. And, and this came as a revelation to me because I'm somebody who dreams every night, uh, at least one or two dreams every night and in quite uh, vivid technical detail, you know. But uh, some, for some people, visualization is a difficult thing. And, uh, and so maybe there's other things we could do, Claire, to help with motivation. 
Yes, certainly. Um, smelling essential oils, if that's what you're driving at, is very, <laughs> very motivational and certainly will help um, when you, as Jackie said, are starting to consider and visualising or thinking about what you want to be doing and imagining how that might make you feel. Using um, essential oils to bring that, to help cement that kind of emotion in place and wake you up they're going to wake you up on a obviously a psychological level but actually on a physical level as well and here we're talking like fresh scents so we'd be looking at citric scents here we'd also be looking at scents like rosemary and peppermint that are very kind of like enlivening fresh enlivening oxygenating scents mm. and they are certainly going to give you a boost to get you going Yes, yeah, because we can sort of uh, create the conditions is it, yeah. the other thing, isn't it? And and so uh, it's it's often there's more than one thing that's going to do us. And tapping into our self-awareness, self-knowledge is something that you were sort of alluding to there, Tamar, that, um, you know, there will be people, and actually me and my husband are sort of usually 180 degrees out on most things, that, uh, you know, I love to get up early and be busy in the morning and he'd rather sort of hang around later into the evening. Um, but, you know, you can sort of um, have this awareness around what might be a, a good time of day for doing things even. Uh, so, you know, there's all sorts of different things we could consider, aren't there, Tamar? Yeah, you have to adapt for where you are. Like I say, in the winter, I hibernate, don't particularly want to do anything. But in the summer, we were, you know, me and my son and my friend and her children were getting up at six in the morning and going for a walk before school. And they were all up for that and really enlivened. I certainly wouldn't do it this time of year. So it's adapting probably, you know, to yourself. And I imagine we're adapting to the seasons. I'm sure Claire would say that that you know as the moons and the seasons change we change so we change our self-care and our you know our activities and motivation alongside that don't force mm. it forcing it mm. just and you end up hating the activity if you're forcing yourself to do it yeah I, I mean I, I think what's a bit of both really what Jackie was saying was if we visualize visualize ourselves having a miserable time chances are that's what will happen you know but but if we can paint that picture of um whatever the reward is i i don't know you know the feeling or the uh you know the feeling slightly more comfortable in your clothing or you know whatever it it might be um i think feeling confident is is a really important thing as well that we you know if it, for me, part of being interested and interesting is is tackling new things uh, on a fairly regular basis. So I usually have a, one new thing I'm going to do this year. I'm not, you know, so ambitious that it's every week. But, uh, you know, sometimes we get in middle life, this moving through the menopause can rob us a little bit of our confidence and uh, certainly anxiety that creeps in. Can uh, can sort of impede us in in venturing forward with new new things uh, that could be so life enhancing. So Jackie, building confidence to you know to tackle some of these topics that um, maybe you think you'd like to I don't know salsa dancing or something that you'd like to do that you've never tried before. Mm. 
Well, that's, yeah, it's all really interesting because actually when we stop doing things and we stop learning or we stop experiencing new things, that's when we do actually start to stagnate as people. But it can sort of present itself more or less um, like anxiety because what we're trying to do is, is hold on to control. We're trying to keep everything the same, but that's not natural for us. We actually need to keep progressing as people we need to keep evolving we need to keep learning so sometimes when people are trying to keep a little bit more control in their life they're actually stopping the natural process of change from happening which has to happen um you know so that kind of brings the menopause into it doesn't it because we can't stop it it is going to happen so we need to embrace it and we need to embrace these new parts of life and let them feel rewarding rather than something that's a challenge or something that's negative and, and go with the changes. You know, so if, if life is changing in terms of you're freed up a little bit more either in work, look for new hobbies, look for new experiences. But just sort of popping back to like the conversation five minutes ago in terms of times of the day, being aware of what times of the day work better for you is really good as well. Most of us tend to be a little bit more uh, mentally flexible in the morning and have a little bit more get up and go. So that's a good time to try and learn new things when we've got a little bit more mental flexibility. If in the nighttime we're a little bit more uh, tired and needing to feel relaxed, then that's a perfect time to maybe look at doing things like meditation or bringing aromatherapy into your life, bringing these calming techniques into the life, because that's the point of the day when we are wanting to learn to relax more or manage stress in a better way. Um, so yeah, the times of the day come into play, but learning, always, always learning. So that's brilliant that you're set yourself challenges to learn I'm, yeah I'm just mad like that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. yeah are you yeah, yeah. me too yeah oh there you go yeah okay yes I'll think of something oh. <laughs> but I think there's something around reframing I know we're talking about being confident about things but there's a reframing I think as we're a little bit older and in menopause that it's not about being good at something it's about finding the joy in it what you know yeah. I may be really bad at this but if I find it fun it does mm -hmm. you know that's what gives me confidence is I'm really enjoying this thing and yeah. so shifting that focus yeah. from I need to learn this language and be fluent by next December you know you're framing it as a, as a challenge that you might you know you're potentially setting yourself up to fail where actually I'm just going to learn as much as I can and I want to be able to hold a conversation with someone from that country or you know I just want to be able to enjoy dancing I'm never going to make a competition but it's the fun aspect of it so it's the reframing of it and the confidence mm. comes from the joy that that's yeah. bang on with me with golf I love it I'm terrible <laughs> I love it <laughs> I've been trying for years to get better. It's not really happening, but still go and play and still really enjoy it. Well, <laughs> it's I mean, social. I, you know, yeah. you, I meet people. It's, it's yeah. good fun. Yeah. It is. And actually, um, 
it, it's almost freeing being bad at something, uh, you know, in a funny kind of a way that uh, if you have no expectation that you're going to, to be really good at this thing, it's freeing and, uh, you know, you can have a real giggle, can't you? I bet I do. I would if it was me anyway. <laughs> oh, you have to learn to laugh at yourself, that's for sure. <laughs> have you ever noticed at a karaoke, it's no fun if they're really good at singing. It's the ones that aren't so great. That's when it becomes fun. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's so important, isn't it, that we can inject some fun into, into whatever we're doing, even you know, kind of despite yourself, sometimes you're feeling glum and you're thinking, oh, it's really not happening for me today. But, uh, you know, some a bit of fun uh, listening to uh, one of your favourite comedians or something can really just create that shift. And and then we can jump on that, uh, that moment of inspiration or that moment of uh, mental invigoration whatever it is and and an act because that's the bottom line at the end of the day uh for us to actually take action to to make this shift to support ourselves as we uh you know as we're doing whatever it is we we feel we want to do to clean out the old bring in the new um you know, cleaning, I don't do cleaning because I like dusting. I do it because I like the end results. You know, it, it's, it's, a, <laughs> and I really do like it. A cleaning windows. Oh gosh, I love it when I've done it. But boy, does it you take come to you. my house. <laughs> <laughs> For the window. Yeah. Window. Nothing else. So, uh, <laughs> no, I don't That's fine. Else. <laughs> so we've we've talked about um, building our confidence. We've talked a little bit about managing stress uh, and and that getting in the way of things. We've we've talked about finding motivation and how to sort of nurture that, and uh, and being resilient is something else that I think uh, goes along with the this idea of. Uh, growing as human beings like Jackie's talking about you know being able to pick yourself up when uh, when the golf isn't going according to plan Uh, so does anybody have any sort of suggestions for uh, because I obviously as a as a physiotherapist uh, a Pilates teacher yoga teacher what I'm doing is introducing the concept of physical resilience you know, resilience in tissues uh, at a cellular level even. So that tissues that you expose tissues to stresses and strains and they will respond with hypertrophy or getting stronger essentially. And, uh, and bone is a really important tissue that we want to generate resilience in uh, as particularly after the menopause, through and after the menopause. And... Um, And so bones respond to the forces that we put through them, uh, loading through the axis of the bone, but actually they respond more to the pull of muscles. So you can, it's kind of this, uh, almost like a wrestling match, you know, the the muscles pulling on the bones and that's what the bones will respond to uh, with changing the cellular dynamics. And, uh, you know, and, and it's a bit like that kind of mentally, I bet, Jackie, is it? 
Very much so. Yeah. I, I, as you're describing that, it's exactly the same. We become resilient when we subject ourselves to things in the exact same way that you're talking about in terms of bones and muscles. They, they have to be used and subjected to this strength um, to become resilient. And our minds are the same, which is where, you know, when people are shying away from experiencing new things and withdrawing, you're stopping the act of building mental resilience. So yes, challenges, challenges are, are a good way, um, which I think is why it's so popular at the moment, the cold water swimming, <laughs> the open water swimming, isn't it? Because you've got to yeah. battle against the um innate desire to just like ah, yeah and not to do yeah, it. it Claire it's really I know good. yeah it's so good for us on so many yeah. levels that cold water immersion and you know what I oh gosh I'd really keep thinking I'm gonna build up to it <laughs> but I saw I saw Claire posted something this week it yeah. wasn't you it wasn't you in the water was it Claire no, no that a was friend of yours stuff. I have done oh, it uh, and I do recommend it. And I know lots of people that do it. But I'd say any form of like we're talking about how to get out of the rut that may be preventing you from moving forwards in menopause and any kind of physical movement or getting outside into nature and just going for a walk, taking your shoes off, not being wrapped up entirely in coats and stuff and allowing your body to feel a little bit cold or a little bit warm. And it's putting you right just putting your body through its paces really helps build immunity and resilience um as opposed mm. to it's like don't over sterilize your house when you clean it or mm. don't kind of you want to be exposed to bacteria and all the things in life to kind of give your immune system a chance to work properly and get motivated and learn intelligence so yeah that's another part of it really like mm. exposed to things and diet obviously is a big one as well what you eat oh yeah is yeah. going to directly affect how you feel mentally and physically and this is the time you know it's Tamar said you know she in January just completely closes down which is really good actually and in line it's only February we should start waking up and now is the time to start thinking about you know, now the sun's a bit further back in the sky is looking at what you're eating and starting to lighten up and eating more fruits, which are really cleansing and trying to change the gut, the blood consistency away from thick winter rest and restoration to like enlivening it again. And you can do that with herbs, fruit, veg, you know, just be mindful of that. Yeah, I, I like I like that. It's it's fascinating because you do feel like your blood's gone all thick and gloopy, and then uh, in the summertime it does feel. I don't know how can I say I can feel my blood. I don't know, but I do really relate to what you're saying there. I think um, you know we're 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 all singing off the same hymn sheet. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Tamar, we do we do have to recognise and be very aware that you know we're also very different and that there is a fine line between sort of cajoling yourself into something that's good for you and um and that that you know that inner struggle that people have and and to know that this is perfectly normal really isn't it you know yeah you give yourself a break you can't you can't get it right all the time and part, you know part of building resilience in children is that it's okay to make a mistake let's see what lesson we can learn from it and okay that didn't work that time how can we do it differently 
and it's adapting to that you know it's okay to get it wrong it's okay to get it wrong we can't be perfect all the time and giving ourselves a break if we do get it wrong but also being able to laugh at ourselves I mean especially in menopause when your body's doing weird stuff you can't control you know I know we talked about looking for the joy and not being great at something but also laughing at the fact that you've gone bright red and you're pouring sweat everywhere or you know a, a noise came from somewhere you didn't want it to because we have no control you've got to find it funny and this is part of the being confident in who you are and going well can't do anything about that you know and yeah. finding it amusing and laughing at yourself and you know being okay with other people laughing because you know human bodies are ridiculous so you know that's all part of building the resilience is laughing at yourself and being accepting of yourself and it's okay if you get it wrong yeah absolutely I have to say that didn't me in one of those fierce exercise hip classes <laughs> where my pelvic floor let me down slightly and um, it was very evident in the pale grey um, jogging bottoms I was wearing exactly oh. what had happened. Awfully embarrassing situation. You just got to laugh. It's one of those things. And, uh, you know, this is, this is something that we do need to... We do need to do a bit of a sort of... What's the word? Uh well, evaluate, I suppose. Evaluate. Yeah, evaluation of, you know, the where are we now? Because that's that's part of change, isn't it? If you, if you don't know where the heck you are now. Um, and, and, you know, leaks when we're coughing and sneezing on occasion is, is something that happens to women of, uh, who've had children particularly. It's not just women and it's not just women who've had children, but... You know, for me as a physiotherapist, I would really be very happy because, uh, you know, I'm not immune to any of this stuff, believe me. Uh, I've just downloaded the Squeezy app. It's the uh, NHS app for pelvic floor muscle training. Uh, actually, it's quite getting on my nerves at the minute because... <laughs> I've got it set to come on six times a day. I, I think I overdid it with that. That is a resource that people can uh, download. I think it was only very cheap, two pounds something or whatever on the app store. Um, you know, I would encourage women not to accept uh, leakage as a matter of routine. I, I would encourage you to take action. And, you know, Claire, we've had this conversation. I don't leak anymore, I just like to say, because I do Pilates with you. Uh, you know, and I do a different type of exercise. That exercise was all wrong for my body. Yeah. So yeah. high intensity training really can put quite a burden on the pelvic floor. And if you've got underlying medical conditions, but, you know, help is available. Women's health physiotherapists will examine you internally. They will give you the... Um, you know, some guidance, because often we don't know what it feels like when we do a pelvic floor contraction, what should it feel like? Uh, and they can give you guidance on that. And there's lots of devices, uh, electrical stimulation devices, um, weighted cones and all sorts of devices that we can use to help us to train it. You know, the pelvic floor is a muscular sheet, just like uh, a lot of our other muscles. And we do, you know, if we train muscles, they will get stronger. There's no doubt about this, uh, as long as we're not dealing with overactivity. And I know we're going a little bit off at a tangent, but uh, this is important stuff. When we're spring cleaning, if there are areas, and often, you know, talking about this sort of stuff is a little bit taboo, even now for, for us in, uh, what's the word, polite company, <laughs> just to say, don't put up and shut up. Uh, there are things you can do and do seek advice from a 
professional person if you're in any doubt I'm, I know Claire has to go at this uh, at this juncture we've got things to do people to uh, uh, what's the word harass <laughs> some people more. to heal people to help. heal oh heal. that was it yeah I can't be, I can't be sensible when I'm talking about pelvic floor it seems <laughs> Anyway, only to say thank you so much, ladies, for giving up your time. And I look forward to being with you all again. Do remember to check us out on our Facebook group, Moving Through Menopause with the Menopause Collective. Join us. We have some fun, don't we? I don't know. I do anyway. Thank you again. Take care. Have a fabulous rest of your day. Goodbye for now.